Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Liftoff with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. So good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Tim from Oiland. How are you doing, Tim? And where are you hanging out right now? Hi, I'm, uh, I, I, uh, thank you. And uh, I'm hanging out in uh, downtown Toronto. Uh, on the 42nd floor of the building that I live in. (laughs) Wonderful, exactly. What's the weather like? Are we already snowy or not yet? (laughs) No, although we had a kind of a, kind of a, I guess, almost freezing rain pellets last night. It was a terrible storm, lightning the whole thing uh, pretty early for that stuff. But it's passed and now it's back to normal. It's above zero and we're not anywhere near snow or freezing. Okay, okay. So we have just... uh, Note of, uh, we just had the, the warmest October uh, since ever. So I don't know. That's crazy. It's been anyway. generally pretty good. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, completed over 700 million in loan transaction and creator of the structured method, Tim Vermeulen is an experienced financing professional with a unique method to take control of the lending process. He shares smarter insider tips to transform your business lending. Minus the fuss. And I think your mission to solve financing problems, I think it's just remarkable. So again, very thankful I can talk to you today, Tim. <laughs> Great to be here, Eva. Thank you. Wonderful. So let's dive right in. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Ideal clients are essentially financing savvy business owners, CEOs, and chief financial officers of established companies, meaning they have seven or eight figure top line revenue. And the big challenge is how do they get more out of their commercial lenders? And by more, specifically, what can they do at at a practical level to actually get more funding, flexibility, and viable alternatives from the lenders, which can be a huge challenge for them at times, but also to de-risk the pitfalls that are inherent in that whole process. Because the other big challenge is losing a lot of valuable time going down wrong paths and there are significant costs when that happens. So what, what is an example of, of one of these bad roads they can take? Well, I think the worst is they've spent time and they, they get declined um, mm. from a lender. I think that's, mm. that's either the big worry or um, the other one would be that they just don't get the deal that they're looking for. Mm. Wonderful, okay. So I'm glad they have you, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. So we're all human, uh, I assume. And so what are common mistakes uh, your clients make when trying to solve these challenges? That's a great question, Uva. I can give you five common mistakes that people make and the consequences. Mm-hmm. The first one is too many conversations. Having too many conversations with the lender. This, this ties into having the right mindset in the first place. You need to picture the process with the lenders as really just one conversation, almost like an audition. You can have as many dress rehearsals as you like behind the scenes, but there's only one audition. 
The next one is spending uh, your time dealing with the frontline people versus the real decision makers who are in behind them. And you usually will never meet those decision makers, but there is a way to do it. Um, number three is pitfall assessment, not assessing your potential pitfalls or even the deal killers. People often launch into the process and go through trial and error. Um, instead, the objective should really be to anticipate what they are and strategize about them up front, not after you run aground. Uh, number four is what I call speculating and waiting. You want to avoid speculating about what the lender will do. You get caught in sort of a worry paralysis. Instead, your effort, you want to put the energy into assembling your case that you will give to them that will be a winning case. And number five is hope. Hoping the lender understands your business and financing case. And this ties into the last one. If you're hoping they understand, you're already working from a deficit. Instead, what you need to do is spell it out to them in detail in a document. We call it an underwriting document. You detail it, illustrate it, numbers and all, and you leave them no room for doubt about the conclusion they should be reaching. So because the two consequences of making these five mistakes are you get what's called file fatigue with the lender. Basically, the lender needs the process to be the fewest touches possible. And all these mistakes just create more back and forth. And the goal is to eliminate it because back and forth is the enemy. And the other consequence is that these mistakes lead into you saying or doing things that are just going to hurt your case, sort of self-incriminating. But if you avoid the mistakes, then ideally you're presenting in the lender's language and style, which will get you much further. Well, wonderful. That's, that's very insightful and helpful. Uh, thank you for sharing that, uh, Tim. So before I ask Tim, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these issues? I would say, don't be too eager with your lender. They're going to ask for this and that and try and probe. You have to be aware there are knockout questions in there. <clears throat> so hold back, resist the temptation to give it all up. Go away and come back later with a coordinated response or approach. After you've considered, you know, your full narrative and best way to communicate it and position the true, you know, the true and balanced uh, yeah. and positive uh, narrative, put it in the right light and, and, and make sure you have all your facts straight when you do, because the worst thing for a lender is a changing storyline. Mm. Just being consistent is the key here. I understand that. Yes, Wonderful. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to give you also the, uh, the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that, but also in a broader sense. To follow a, a process, that's the key thing. Um, you, know, you don't want to approach financing in an ad hoc way or just come at it from your own perspective. Be intentional and use a methodology, one that works. I mean, everyone has a unique bias. I've, I've identified five different actual mindsets uh, and blind spots for each type of, of person. We talk about that with clients. So the resource is I do a free monthly boardroom briefing as a live webinar. It's a demonstration discussion about the process that you can follow, uh, which helps with these issues. And I cover our methodology, the structured method in detail. 
So if people would like to learn more about it or have questions, they can register for the webinar. Wonderful. Of course, we put everything in the show notes so folks can check it out. So thank you, Tim, for sharing. So um, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Well, that has to be, Tim, what's your methodology? How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, when I was a banker, I worked uh, at TD Commercial Banking for 15 years where I got my lending credentials. And I'd seen a lot of different structures over the years and situations, both large and small. And what all these deals showed me was that credit policy is about as wide as the wingspan of a 747. There's a lot of room to get deals done, but not because we just throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. The Eagle standard at the bank is 100% approval rate, which means you don't just submit it unless you really believe it's going to get approved because your credibility is on the line. So that's the training I had. I learned doability and the assembly line work needed to get a deal there. And so when I began advising clients in 2017, working at a professional firm, I had to distill this experience both for my clients and for the team I was running, who didn't have a whole lot of experience at lending. <clears throat> and I began to picture it as sort of like a combination code that unlocks a vault. And when you dial in the right combination, the vault opens, but you do need that code. And I have the mm -hmm. code and the combination code to the vault goes like this. There are three stages to it engineer the deal you want that's number one and that gets you to identify the viable alternatives and focus your financing effort number two it's to structure or write it so they can't say no that's developing the financing package and that gets you to take control of the wheel with the lender and number three fun negotiate from a position of strength and when you negotiate with leverage it gets you more funding and flexibility there are four parts to each stage it's a building process but each step builds upon the last, but that's essentially the method in a nutshell. Wonderful. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. <laughs> very insightful and uh, makes me very curious about how it all works out, <laughs> getting into the world, <laughs> so to speak. All right, Tim. So this brings me only to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Um, yeah, I thought a lot about this story, and, and it's, there's one instance that really that really stood out. I won't get into like the, the deep too much detail on it, but I was talking to my you know my partner, my my fiance, and um, <clears throat> and we were we were just discussing sort of like life and plans and challenges and stuff like that. And and by the end, I I literally I had this moment, you know, and, and we've been together for many years, and I and I just it was the beautiful I call it the beautiful mind story because. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we don't often, we don't always talk about it, some of these things. And, and afterwards, I just thought, wow, she has such a complete understanding. It is such a complete love. She knows what to do with it. It's so simple. And there's no dwell. It's just, you know, uh, moving, moving along. And I don't know if I can explain it properly in this context, but, but um, I just, uh, it, was, it was an awe moment. And I'm really glad to be with my partner. And it's a beautiful mind. Oh, very goosebumpy. That sounds like pure bliss, right? <laughs> Fantastic, Tim. So thank you, Tim, for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results for you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.